0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Sives. I'm your host, Natalia, and it is 6.33 in the morning. Um, I originally woke up at 5.45, and I don't know what happened. I Okay, well, I do know what happened. Um, (laughs) I woke up at 5.45, and then I thought that I set my alarm for 6... I swear, in my head, I... Well, I did. Not even in my head. I, I know it. I don't... I set an alarm, but I don't know if it was for six. And But maybe, like, I was tired, so then I thought it said six. Anyway, so then, once I woke up, um, I realized I couldn't go back to sleep. But my cat, Haku, sh- she realized I was awake. And this is something she does in the morning when she realizes I'm awake. She loves to, like, come cuddle with me. So, she came and cuddled like right next to my face under the blanket and then I was like okay I'll just cuddle with her until you know the alarm goes off six and I was like what 20 45 15 minutes but the alarm never went off I was awake but like I was just laying there with Haku, and then um I was like man I think it was just cold in the room so I was like let me let me like uh take the fan off the window." And then I was like, I might as well just start getting them now, because I'm already awake. Um, But then it was 6.05 when I got up, and I was like, what the heck, my alarm didn't even go off. And then, um, I was kind of contemplating what I should talk about today. So, look, now, look, a whole half hour passed. Well, it was 25 minutes, and now I'm starting. Um, I also pulled the card before class. I used the bathroom twice. Okay, this is too much information, but anyways. (laughs) Um... How are you? How are you doing? It is time for your weekly checkup. Um, I gotta have buttons, guys. I'm kind of in a weird setup. Okay, I'm not in a weird setup. I'm in my bed right now. Um, so yeah, you might hear some uh, ruffling. Anyways, how are you? Are you great? Are you drinking enough water? Are you drinking enough water? I've actually been drinking. Well, I feel like I've been drinking a decent enough. And, okay, well. Okay. I just feel like I've been drinking more water than usual. I'm not going to say a decent amount of water, but it's definitely more than usual. So we're getting somewhere, guys. Um, yes. Are you drinking water? Are you eating good? Are you eating healthy? Um, there, There's like, I don't want to say there's something going on, but I mean, okay, there is something going on. There has been something going on, and I've mentioned this before. um, How I jumped, we went into this shift. Um, I'm not going to say I feel like we've shifted again recently, because the last time I mentioned um, there was a shift, there was definitely a shift. Um, So I feel like that's what's happening right now. Um, The energy of the 22nd was very strong. And I didn't even realize it until the day of the 22nd. I woke up and I was like, what the heck is this? Um, so right now, the m- reason why I mention this, why I mentioned if you're eating healthy is because we need to be attuning our body to this higher frequency. Um, our body's going to start rejecting a lot of stuff in ways that we may not know it. Um, it's not like, you know, like we eat something and then we're like, oh, this is horrible. And we start throwing it up like... We could just be, like, using the bathroom a lot. We could feel very sick. We could start feeling tired more often, fatigue, um, just unhealthy, or just, like, our stomach is messed up. We feel backed up. Um, It could be a lot of that. So, we need to be refining our food or our diet into a more alkaline-based diet. Um, I'm not suggesting to drink alkaline water because that is very much a... um, that is a controversy on my end. Um, I used to re- be really big on the type of water I drank. Like, I literally did not drink... The only water I drank was this water called... Uh... Oh, man. It wasn't called Icelandic. It was like called, like, ice Iceland or Green Iceland. I don't know. Something like that. Green Iceland. <laughs> um, but it had a, a pH above 8. And it was it was spring water, it wasn't even, um, you know, like, ionized or alkalized water or whatever by technology. Um, so, the main reason why I don't, um, I don't advocate for, for alkaline water is because a lot of alkaline water is alkal- alka- alkalized, alkalized um, with electricity, so they, they shock the water with bolts of electricity, certain on a voltage um, and it shocks the water until it has a high pH or it alkalizes. Um, but this is kind of dummy proof if you kind of let it sit. I think, I, th- I think because okay, the only reason why I'm saying this is because I've seen people do water tests and they, you know, how you test the pH of water, so then you'll test. The pH of, like, these waters, like, Essentia or Core, all these, um, you know, 9.5 waters. Um, and then, so you test them, and then it's like, oh, it has a high pH, blah, 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 right? But then, if you shake the water, if you shake it for a minute, the pH drops, actually. So, if you test the water after that, um, it it drops, and it kind of goes back down to maybe a seven or even a six, five. Um, and also, I'm I like spring water. I like natural water. I'm not a fan of purified drinking water. Um, that just doesn't sit well with me. Um, so that's the only reason why I feel like I mean it's a, oh also 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 because <laughs> because I. I was like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just start drinking. And this is like, this is something I I decided later on. More, more recent, more recent than often? More recent? I don't know. I it's, it's six in the morning, guys. Um, this is something I thought of more recently than before, I guess you could say. Um, but, so when you drink alcohol, Alkaline water, right? So your stomach, your stomach is acidic. It is extremely acidic. That's how it breaks down food for you to digest, and you can poop. Um, Our saliva is also acidic too, so it can start to break down the food. That's why, like you know, our food gets mushy in our mouth, so it's easier for us to swallow and digest when it gets to our stomach. Um, So it is very acidic. Now, if you're drinking alkaline water, which is on the complete opposite of the spectrum um what your body is going to do once it drinks this lovely alkaline water is it's going to try to neutralize it since your body is acidic um so you're putting your body actually through more stress or work than it needs to because it's going to try to neutralize the alkaline water anyways it's not like when you drink alkaline water you're becoming alkaline um it's it's just going to kind of neutralize it um and i don't i don't think I don't think our bodies should be alkaline, um, somebody proved me wrong here, somebody, somebody show me proof that our, our body needs to be alkaline, DM me on Instagram, my Instagram's Natalia of Earth, Natalia of Earth, um, <laughs> I don't know did that, uh, so yeah, somebody proved me wrong on that, but I, you know, it makes sense, you know, but our bodies are acidic, we gotta break down food, um, and it is going to try to neutralize it. This is something I've heard from many people, and many, um, people have studied water? And doctors, maybe. Um, <laughs> so that, that was, that's my, my word on that. Um, anyways, so I, uh, I suggest you drink spring water. Um, I think, I don't think we need to drink alkaline water. Like, why would we have to drink alkaline water? I think we should, because our body is naturally a pH of, like, 7.4, 7.5, right? I think we should be drinking water that's our pH. Um, Maybe a little higher. So, like, maybe water that's, like, an 8. But I wouldn't go any higher than that. I mean, like, I don't want to put my body through stress to neutralize the water. And then also, like, I just want to be what's natural, you know? I don't want to force my body into anything um, that it's not really supposed to. Because, you know, it's it's very highly advertised. Like, oh, and this, man, this... Ugh. I don't know. If, maybe this is what I want to talk about today, but maybe not. Um, it's kind of like spiritual trends, right? This kind of goes along with chakras. Chakras, speaking of chakras, if you listen to the chakras episode those two episodes ago, I believe, um, I'm going to be doing a part two of that because... I realize I left out a lot, and it, there's still stuff you guys need to know, um, so highly advertised things in the spiritual community or whatever, because, you know, it's this spiritual community or whatever it is that you want to call it, you know, on Instagram, all these pages, um, these blogs, these websites, like, okay, like, a lot, there just shows, like, oh, a lot of people, you know, are interested in this stuff, but there could be a lot of people infiltrating this stuff and putting fake stuff out there and you know, it throws you off of, um, your, what you're actually supposed to be doing, um, so, and that's something I really want to talk about chocolates, too, in the part two episode, um, so, yeah, anyways, I don't, I'm not a big advocate on, you know, going straight for things, like, oh, I heard this is really good for you, blah, 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 like, do your research guys if you've actually done research on alkaline water um it's pretty much a scam um just like chakras maybe so let's uh, let's uh, talk about that in that other episode um but so anyways are you drinking water are you drinking healthy we should be um I know, so I, I guess that's how I got to say talking about water is like we should be alkalizing our body, um, but should we? Um, but I really do believe that we should be having a clean body, and that involves eating clean food, so raw food mainly. Um, mainly, I'm not saying to only raw food, but um, that's what's gonna help you attune your your body to higher frequencies. Uh, as well as that are you taking care of your mental health? Are you meditating? Are you relaxing? Are you giving yourself some time to play? That was such a thing that um I, my my teacher made me think of because you know she asked me, and she's such a big um advocate on you know fitting in that play time, keeping that kind of sense of childlike wonder into your life. And of course, you know, this is what the this is what they talk about with the sages, you know, that they're very childlike. Um, so she, she did, um, a camp kind of like, um, a summer camp during this quarantine. It was all like for the yoga studio and, um, it was all about playing and how to incorporate playing into the summer, especially with everything that's been going on. So she asked me, I think a couple of days ago, like, Oh, what have you been doing for fun? And when she asked me that, like literally like I've been working all week. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not having fun. Um, because what I do for fun is I hang out with Justin on the weekends, um, and we do whatever. We go to the beach, we go to the city, um, that's what I do for fun, but, um, I was trying to think of, like, hobby stuff that I do for fun. I don't really do any hobby stuff for fun. I mean, like, all the hobbies that I do, I mean, I guess you could say, I guess you could say they're fun, but I feel like I've just been working more, uh, lately, um, and hanging out with Justin on my free time, which I'm not complaining about, but I just didn't really know how to answer that. Um, so, are you giving yourself time to play? Um, that is really good and important for your mental health. Um, are you just taking care of yourself? Are you watching your emotions? Are you staying true to what you believe in? Are you staying true to what you tell yourself you're gonna do? Are you practicing integrity? Um, are you being honest? Are you being creative? These are all the things we should be asking ourselves. But that's what I'm here for every week, to remind you to ask yourselves this. So ask yourselves that. You should write down these questions. Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And then actually think about it. Are you doing these things? Um, so, for today, for today, I was I was very um, perplexed on what we should be talking about today. Uh, mainly because I do want to talk about those chakras. Um... And, but I might save it for an episode. I did mention I was going to do a Kundalini episode after that. Um, I'll probably hold that one off. Uh, Okay, so I'll probably do the chakra episode. And then I kind of want to move on to, I kind of want to talk about Hinduism. Because it is one of the main paths that uh, are in my life. And I also want to talk about Taoism. So there will be an episode on Hinduism. There will be an episode on Taoism and uh what Taoism is also another main path in my life was my first path um and yeah and then i was going to do the chakra episode so this episode we will be talking about bhakti yoga bhakti yoga my favorite path oh but 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 i gotta tell you guys i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna tell you uh in complete detail so Anyways, before you know, okay, let me just let's let's do this whole thing before we get into the episode because this is this is part of the episode, guys. Um, so, anyways, that is that. That, that was the little intro, and now a message from our sponsors. Okay, so welcome back, guys. Um, <laughs> see, you like that. You'll you'll like that there. I, I got that from uh, Dakota of Earth. Um, Dakota of Earth. Look at this. Dakota, shout out to Dakota over the homie. Um, anyway, so uh, I pulled a card for you guys. Uh, I pulled it again from the Universe Has Your Back deck uh, because I love this deck. It is beautiful. Um, I thought, it, you know, after I pulled the first card, I was like, maybe I should have pulled for the Energy card deck, but it's all right. Everything happens for a reason. And it does, everything does happen for a reason because I asked the question of what should I talk about today? What should be the lesson for this week? And the card that we got was, I choose to learn through love. I choose to learn through love. I choose to learn through love. Repeat with me. I choose to learn through love. Love. Now, what do we talk about? Well, what, what, do, what do we mean by love when we talk about love? Um, love comes in many forms, shapes, sizes, uh, weights. <laughs> um, but when we talk about love I choose to learn through love love is love is unity consciousness love is God love is source so it is the original and true energy that is when beneath everything that this universe is on so when we choose to learn through love it's we're choosing to see life through love, seeing everything as love, seeing God in everything. And by seeing God in everything, and this is, this is why, okay, this is why we're talking about Bhakti Yoga today, uh, mainly because, uh, as you guys know, or may or may not have heard about the, um, what is her name, Brianna Taylor? Is that actually her name? That was just a name that came into my head. I know her name's Brianna, but I don't know if the last name's Taylor. Um, it should be. It should be Taylor. I can't find my phone right now. But you guys know who I'm talking about. Um, oh, my phone's over. Okay, I'm pretty sure it is Brianna Taylor, but you know. How rude would it be if it wasn't? Uh, I'm not very into, uh, mainstream, uh, chaos nowadays, guys, so okay, it is Breonna Taylor, wow, see, look at, okay, so, I didn't really, okay, what I thought the story was, I'm I'm not gonna talk too, too much on this, what I, what I thought the story was, was that it was the middle of the night, the, the cops were doing a drug bust, and they just busted in the house, and they killed her in the house, or they killed everybody in the house, well, I didn't really hear this main story, again, I'm not really into mainstream chaos, um, but apparently her boyfriend was a drug dealer and then her boyfriend used her as a shield and I don't know something crazy and she was like into the drug life but like she she didn't have anything to do with it but she was like kind of in the life I don't know something crazy like that probably just like it I I, I know I know what they mean like she's in that life like you know she she knows the trap people she'd probably be smoking weed like it, I know she's one she's one of the homies you know one of the people that we would know um but anyways, as you guys know, uh, the verdict was, n- nobody got charged for that, uh, so there was no justice for her, and people are upset, people are writing. I'm so glad I moved out of downtown, um, and you guys, you guys have a right to write because, I mean, what the hell, but also, you know, I, as on my end, I feel like it's all planned, you know, they, they knew, well, they knew what they were gonna do originally, or the whole thing's a freaking scam, and they just want us to cause chaos. So, you know, it could be, it could be a lot. Um, but, anyways, why did it start talking about that? Um, I guess because. Okay, so yeah, back to my original thought. I choose to learn through love, right? So, oh, man, I am not even have the spray bottle. Get Haku down from there. Haku, let me throw something. Oh my god, that didn't even work. I tried throwing something at her, and she's still up there. Shh. Haku! Shh. Oh, damn spray bottle. Hold on. Okay, sorry. It is the morning. She's excited um, to be awake. She's excited I'm awake, so she's, like, super hyper right now. Um, <laughs> she's cute. But very, very troublesome. A very troublesome cat. Um, anyway, so, the reason why I started talking about that was because God is everything, guys, like, you, this is, this is how we, like, know that there is the separation, right, because the way we act towards things, or the way we do things, like, okay, of course, killing people is not, you know, seeing God in everything, because you're killing it, um, but then also not seeing the beauty in a lot of stuff, is also being separate from God. We are separate from God, guys. And I'm not going to be one of those people who, um, you know, preach on the side of the sidewalk like, we are separate from God. Um, but we are. Um, but it's, it's 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 okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay because if we weren't, there wouldn't be this reality. This reality is literally separateness from God and us uh, realizing that. So, um, anyways so choosing to learn through love is choosing to see everything as god to learn through love so learning is one of the big words here um but to choose to learn through love is to see everything as god see everything as love so when you choose to learn through love this is your your Picking up your environment. You're going on through life. Picking up new things. But seeing it through the eyes of God. Or seeing it as the eyes of God. Um, So this is how we start learning through love. And um, I already kind of decided I was going to talk about bhakti yoga. um, And then I pulled this card. Which is the bhakti path is the path of love. And we pulled this card. I choose to learn through love. So technically you could say I'm choosing to learn through love. Because one of my main paths is bhakti yoga. I am living, trying, well trying, not trying, I am living through love, living through seeing everything through the eyes of God or seeing everything as the eyes of God. So um, before we jump into a bhakti, I'm not going to go deep into it um, because look, it's already 22 minutes and so what have I been babbling on about? Um <laughs> But, uh, I also want to mention, because I did mention last week, it's crazy to think that one week has passed. It feels like way further than that. Um, Friday, last episode, literally the same day of the last episode, um, I think it's called You Are the Universe, or We Are the Universe, You Are the Universe, Samsara, um, what else (laughs) oh and manifesting i think that's what it's called um some i talked about samsara and i talked about um i don't i don't remember um anyways so that same day sorry i like hurt my back i don't know how though i felt it this morning It's probably because I haven't done yoga in a day, or I skipped it yesterday. Sorry, (laughs) I'm like stretching while I'm doing this. I feel like this is okay, you know. Honestly, I would pause it and I would do this, but I've I've seen I've heard and seen Dakota's podcast, and he has full minutes of silence of him researching something to tell you guys. So, if you guys want to check out his podcast, I love Dakota. It is a, a Place for Humans podcast. A place for humans. And he is great. He is the homie. Um, So, anyways. The day of last week. Friday, right? Friday last week. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I had the greatest... Okay. I had the most intense spiritual experience ever in my entire life, guys. And it went along with what we talked about in the episode. Which is crazy because this happened the night of um, this episode. So, I did the episode in the morning, and then this happened at night on the same day. Um, and we were talking about Samsara, and we were talking about the, uh, the, the cycle oros-boros, Oroboros, 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 I would say orosboros. I don't think there's two S's, but, um, so we were talking about the cycles of life, and death, and birth, and rebirth and we were talking about the illusion we were talking about maya that's what it was um maya the illusion and what happened to me i'm not going to talk it i'm not going to talk about it in detail i'm going to make a full length okay so uh, i was kind of debating it and now that a whole week has passed i've decided i'm not going to talk about it um originally what i was going to do was not talk about it in the podcast make a full length video for myself and not really talk about it to anybody because it's it was very intense and I don't want to share it as much. Um, I just, I don't know, I just feel more comfortable keeping that to myself for now. Um, maybe eventually I'll, I'll talk about it in detail. But okay, so anyways, what I was saying with that was I'm going to make a full length video. It might be over an hour or it might be about an hour um, or it might be over an hour actually. I feel like it'd be, like, a two-hour episode. That's why I don't think I wanted to put it in, po- in the in the podcast. In the podcast. Um, but, where is it going with that? Um, yeah, so I did not want to... I, I don't want to do a, po- a two-hour podcast episode. Because then I'd have to split it in half and then try to convert each one and then stitch it back together. And I don't know if Anchor does two-hour podcasts. I don't know. It was just too much to think about and then, also, man, my family listens to this podcast, this is the number number one thing, I know you guys are listening to this, but, like, like, okay, I mean, I want to say I don't care you listen to this, but I kind of do care you listen to this, just because, like, you guys already follow me on social media, like, this, this is the one thing I can get to myself, but I don't even get this to myself, but, I mean, how can I get anything to myself when I'm putting it in the public, right, so I can't really complain, um, but, you know, it's, it's personal. I don't, I don't really want to talk about this stuff with my family, like I'm, but I mean, okay, you guys, everybody listens to this are my family, so I'm, but then I again, mean, you don't really react to like my blood family. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyway, so that was kind of the main reason why I do not want to talk about it. Um, but, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a full length YouTube video and I'm going to put it as a private video and then share the link with whoever is interested so if you're interested to know in full length what happened during this intense spiritual experience i will talk about it briefly here but i was talking about in great detail about the whole entire event in this video that i will only be sharing the link with people who ask um so dm me on instagram my instagram is natalia of earth n-a-t-a-l-i-a of earth um no underscores or anything DM me and ask for the link to the YouTube video, and I will send it to you. It is a private video. I haven't made it yet, though, but I will. Um, anyway, so to talk about it briefly, uh, what we were talking about, we were talking about some Sada, uh, you know, the illusion, Maya, the rebirth and death cycle. Um, and that night, it kind of started with an anxiety attack, which I don't have ever, really. Um, it started with an anxiety attack. And it eventually turned into uncontrollable crying. But when I say uncontrollable, I meant I mean uncontrollable. Like it was not me crying. Um, what I want to say is that it was because uh, I kind of got a vision during it that, um, I was crying for humanity. So I was kind of grieving for whoever was grieving. It was kind of like built up tension in the earth or the world. And built up tension from people being really sad and and grieving from losses of people. um, Or just like, you know, tyranny that's kind of happening in their country. Or just like all this chaos that's going on and people are grieving from it. Um, I feel like I was doing the grieving for them. So that's kind of, I was crying uncontrollably, like, uncontrollably, like, it was out of my control, I wasn't, like, at first, I was crying for no particular reason, and I had to think about it, I'm like, why am I crying, but it was like, my body was forcing me to cry, it was really weird, it was really weird, guys, you would think I was possessed, because I was, like, crying uncontrollably, and I couldn't really, I I couldn't control it, it was uncontrollable, like, literally, it wasn't like, "Ah, ah, ah," like, I was like, "Ah, ah," like, crying, and then, like, Justin my boyfriend was there and he was like what the heck's happening and I was trying to tell him like I don't know what's happening because I can't control it like and I was telling him though like for a few seconds I would get control back and like I don't know what's happening like I don't really know why I'm crying and then I would just start crying all over again so that lasted about two hours guys that was like two hours of uncontrollable crying and then my roommate she's a Reiki master she started doing Reiki on me to try and help calm me down and um the energy was flowing through my body. Very weird. Um, if you guys listen to my breathwork experience episode. This is in season one. It's kind of my first few episodes. Um, I, I kind of got this cramping in my fingers. Where I couldn't uncurl them. Um, that happened during my first first breathwork experience. And that happened again that night. those was the only two times that's ever happened. Um, my fingers curled up and I couldn't uncurl them, uh, probably because of the way the energy was moving through my hands, I felt a lot of vibrations in my palms running up my arm, and down my jawline, both sides of my jawline, I felt vibrating energy going around my jawline, and then into, out of my teeth, and then, like, my teeth were shattering, so I was like, but, like, really fast, like, I was cold, like, shivering, like, but, like, I wasn't cold. I was like literally shivering because I was vibrating all on my jawline and up my arms. So it's really weird. Um, and then they did sound bowls to calm me down because I kept like non like on and off crying uncontrollably. And then they did like sound bowls, like the singing bowls, like, um, and then I started laughing uncontrollably. So it went from crying to laughing, and like, and I wasn't choosing to laugh. I was, my body was forcing me to laugh, and I was like, ha 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 ha! Like it was, it was crazy, guys. You would think I'm, you, you would think it was an exorcism. My boyfriend recorded a little bit of it, um, and you could see me laugh. You could see me cry. You could see me like doing like weird stuff. It was, it was very weird, but it was a very intense spiritual experience, um, and it changed my life forever because as I was crying, I was seeing, um, I was seeing basically the Samsara movie. There's a movie called Samsara and it's basically what I was seeing in my head. I was seeing the chaos, the grieving. I was seeing everything in my head. I was seeing life, birth, death. I was seeing consciousness itself. I was seeing everything as I was crying. It was very intense. Um, and I don't know what it means I felt like I think I just purged I purged something because it started off like that like in the beginning before any of that happened I was just having the anxiety attack I was feeling I was breathing out a lot of energy so I was doing a lot of like like breathing out but I felt it as breathing out energy and I was also feeling energy coming out of different places that it comes out of um and I told Justin as I was having this anxiety attack I said I feel like I'm purging something like somebody put like I thought it was like maybe somebody put a spell on me or something and I was like releasing it like my body was rejecting it or releasing it but I felt like I was purging something or like some kind of negative entity that's been on me and that's what I thought okay but I think I was just purging for myself my life and for humanity that's eventually what I caught on to uh, midway in like in like two hours in or something um but it was very intense it was very enlightening um and yeah that's all I'll talk about it on there but it had me shook guys <laughs> I was so scared at first I was like so scared um but it ended up very, being very beautiful and very um eye-opening and, yeah, I'll probably make a video on it. I feel like I said most of it on there. Um, but DM me anyways if you really want that video and I will make it. Um, so, anyways, uh, I feel like I changed my whole mood talking about that. Um, so, we're going to get into Bhakti Yoga today. Um, so, our affirmation is, I choose to learn through love. Now, Bhakti Yoga is the path of love. Um, I kind of don't want to jump around like this where I go to yoga and then I'm going to do the chakra episode and then I'm going to go back to Hinduism. Um, If you guys want to check out, I think it's the second episode I've ever made. It's season one, episode two, the four main yoga types or the main yoga types or um, I think that's what it's called. Uh, It could be the first three, two, three, four episodes that I ever made. I'm pretty sure it's the second episode. But um, I talk about the four main paths of yoga. So the four main paths of yoga are karma yoga, raja yoga, jnana yoga, and bhakti yoga. So karma yoga, just uh, a brief uh, brush up. If you guys want me to dive deep into the four types of yoga, check out that second episode. I did do um, some research on every single type and then I kind of go into detail of every type. So just to, um, you know quick review karma yoga is the yoga of service so karma you know you do something good you get something good back that's what you know everybody knows karma as so karma yoga is selfless service also known as seva in buddhism so you're serving others um but in this case it's not to get good back it's just to do good it is selfless service to do good that's what seva is so seva in buddhism um or i don't know if they use it in hinduism too um, but seva is selfless service. You do something for the world or for people and expect nothing in return. You're doing it selflessly. You don't expect anything in return. You do it to just be of service. Um, and that's kind of what bhakti yoga is. It is all, It is karma yoga, but with devotion. So, moving on to the next one, raja yoga. Raja yoga is known as king yoga, the first yoga, um, Raja yoga has the eight limbs of yoga within it. Um, I don't think I've done an episode on the eight limbs. I think I did an episode on the four main types, and then um, I listed the eight, uh, the eight pillars. What did I just say? Um, the eight, the eight. All right, the eight, the eight, uh, the eight limbs of yoga. There you go. The eight limbs of yoga. Um, are within Raja Yoga, and uh, Raja Yoga is very, uh, I don't want to say strict, but it's more based on kind of certain things that you have to do, so the Eight Limbs of Yoga, they involve asanas, they involve pranayama, they involve um, prayer, meditation, um, I can make an episode on the Eight Limbs of Yoga, I'll probably do it after the Hinduism episode, but um, so, I, I know, I should have kept these in order and kind of did a series for you guys. But, you know, we're going to jump around a bit. Um, the next one is Jnana Yoga. Jnana Yoga is um, the intellectual side of yoga. So, it's kind of like the knowledge, the knowledgeable side instead of, you know, feeling. And because and, Bhakti is more emotional, you know, feeling. Um, and Hatha is more acting. Karma is more acting jnana is kind of like knowing so it's kind of like the last i think it's the last phase or maybe the second to last phase next to bhakti um where it's kind of like you know that um i have to i have to get more into it um but if you check out check out the second yoga i could probably explain it way more in detail in the second um in the second episode, the one that I mentioned before, the four main types, um, because I haven't, I haven't read about all four very recently, um, but I know jnana yoga is more the intellectual side, more knowledgeable side, the more information kind of side of yoga, um, it's kind of like the knowing, it's kind of like the crown chakra, so like the knowing, the understanding of yoga or spirituality of God, um, And then we move into Bhakti. We move into Bhakti, which is my main path. My main path of yoga. Um, And, okay, well, yoga, what does it mean? Union. Yoga means union. Coming into union with God or source, right? So, Bhakti yoga. Bhakti yoga is the path of love, the path of devotion. And, oh my gosh. (sighs) Breathe. (laughs) Um... So, Bhakti Yoga, um, it's basically, it's devotion. So, this can be done through a personal god, a personal deity, or it can be through a guru. Um, And it is coming into union. Hold on, I'm going to close my window because I can't with this dog. Shout out to all you dog lovers out there. I don't know how you guys do it. Um. <laughs> no, okay. Well, okay, I'm not going to say I love dogs, but I'm I'm okay with them. But I I will never have one. Um unless Justin wants one then he can have one like and then he takes care of it and I'll just play with it from time to time. Um But anyways. So, anyways, back to yoga. This can be done, well, mainly done. Um I feel like, I don't know, it's kind of different for me. Um but probably for a lot of people too, obviously. But um The main ways people practice bhakti yoga is through a guru or through personal deities. So bhakti, um, a lot of bhaktas, um, I was going to say bow down to, uh, worship Vishnu or Krishna. Krishna is Vishnu, basically. Um, But, um, yeah, so... A lot of Bhaktas are actually Vaishnavas. So that's why you'll see them with Tilak. But a certain type of Tilak. So depending on the sect of uh, Hindu that you are. Depends on the type of Tilak that you wear. Um, or like the, the pattern that you do. So like Shaivites. Uh, those who worship Shiva mainly. Um, they have like white. Like four white lines going across their forehead. And then a red line going down in the middle, like above their nose. Those are uh, Shaivites and then uh, Vaishnavas kind of have a gold tilak going up. It's kind of like a U and then there's like a white line in the middle going up. So it's kind of like a U and then a white line in the middle Um, or different color line in the middle, but it's usually just like a gold U and it goes down the nose. Um, So yeah, there's that going through a personal deity. Um, which can be any god that you choose or any type of yeah any any god that you choose really any personal god so in my case um or or it could be guru so uh ram das and it's so funny because i began practicing bhakti yoga before i realized that that's what ram das practice ram Dass's main path of spirituality was bhakti yoga but it was the type of bhakti yoga that went through the guru so his connection to god to love to source his devotion to god was through maharaji or babaji um and so that was very interesting to find out like i found that out like a little after i started practicing bhakti because he did a whole uh talk or a whole seminar on bhakti yoga and then that's when I came to realize that and well he said it he was like well my main path of Bhakti and I was like wow um so anyways it could be through the guru so then so what it is so what that is the personal God or the guru is to develop to choose a medium to develop a relationship with God so choosing a medium it could be anything that you choose to look through to see the eyes of God, so a personal deity, so those who practice with, let's say, Krishna, right, they have pictures of Krishna everywhere, they worship Krishna, um, you know, they meditate on him, but they are using him as a medium to, to get to God, to get to Brahman, right, so, we'll talk more about that in the Hinduism episode, about the main main gods, uh, what they, what we believe in, or what they believe in, um, I say we because I don't really know if I should consider myself a Hindu just because I don't like conforming, but I feel like my main belief structure, like, I agree with Hinduism so much. And, like, I was thinking about this morning. I was like, man, okay, like, never accept anything as truth, okay? Don't accept anything as truth or reality because we don't really fucking know what's going on. Um, but, so I'm not going to accept Hinduism as my truth, but it resonates with me so deeply, the same as the Tao. That I can't help but to recognize it as my truth. Like I don't, I try not to because I'm very open to all possibilities. Like it's not like I'm like I accept Hinduism as my truth and nothing else is true. Like that's I, not not at all how it works with me. Um, but I do believe a lot of Hinduism. Like I resonate with it truly and deeply um, to the point where my body feels like it is truth. But I I'm I won't be disappointed if it's not, honestly. Um, But anyways, so... Choosing a medium to develop the relationship with God. Now, in my case, what I was saying was that I don't really have a personal deity. And I don't really have a guru yet. um, But I do worship Brahman. And Brahman is... You can't really... You can't really worship Brahman because... That is the universe. That is God. That is source itself. Who is incomprehensible. Which is incomprehensible. So we can't really worship something that we can't really perceive. So, but I worship the idea of that. Like, I don't know. It's very weird. So the way I do it is I worship through a lot of deities. So the main ones I really like, um, Shiva. Shiva I was seeing a lot during my spiritual experience uh, last week. Um, and I was seeing his destruction dance, his, his destruction dance and creation dance. He, he danced and he destroyed the entire universe and he also created it with this dance. So, um, Shiva is one of, uh, the gods that I, I, I this through. And also I could say Vishnu because I, I resonate a lot with Krishna and, um, I love uh, the name Ram or Rama, which is one of the one of the other incarnations of Krishna and Vishnu. Um, so, I guess on that aspect, I can. But I also I also try and perceive the universe like I personify the universe. Well, the universe is already personified; it is personification, but it's incomprehensible. So whatever it is, I think it's Isvara, so this is something I learned in a book called Bhakti. Bhakti, the path of love, and this was by Praha... Praha... Praha Buji? Praha Buji. This is a Brazilian guy, but that's kind of his yogi name, um, Prabuji or something like that, and I, I posted the picture of this cover when I did, like, the... I was doing the 30 days, the 30 days of something of the month, or, like, a picture, like, one picture every day for 30 days, or whatever, um... And one of them is what is the book you're reading right now? It is literally a picture on my Instagram. It's called Bhakti, the Path of Love, and it's like Kaha Boji or whatever. That's the book that I learned from. So Isvara, Isvara is the most is the 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 most of God we can perceive. So when I talk about the universe, when I say I worship Brahman, right? I worship the universe since it is incomprehensible, the only amount that I can comprehend of the universe goes up to the level of isvara. so anything past isvara like higher than isvara is incomprehensible you can't that is source itself that is God that is Brahman, the incomprehensible. So since we can't perceive Brahman, we can perceive isvara isvara is the, the max perceivable or the max that we can possibly perceive God as. Um, so I guess you can say that I, I worship uh, Isvara. Um, but I, I always talk about it as if it is Brahman, even though I cannot comprehend Brahman. Um, that is who I worship. That is who I bow down to. That is who I pray to. That is who I chant to. That is, that is my personal God, I guess you can say. So Isvara is probably a... a uh, I haven't read the book in a while um probably is a personal god um and i guess you can use isvara as as your personal god um as a representation of brahman since you can't really perceive brahman um so that is that um that's kind of how how i practice bhakti so i worship the universe or isvara i guess you can say um but I also do it through many deities. Again, like I said, I do it through Maharaji, through Neem Karoli Baba. That was Ram Dass' guru. I, I feel like Ram Das was my guru, is my guru. Um, and I get really I get really sad over it um, sometimes because I did not get to meet him in this physical lifetime, um, but I did get to meet his teachings, which I'm very blessed with, um, so I do consider Ramdas as my, one of my gurus, um, and Neem Karoli Baba is his guru. So I see him as one of my gurus as well. Um, and his guru, Neem Karoli Baba, he list he, uh, I think, he learned from. I don't know who his guru was, but I feel like he talked about Ramakrishna. which is uh, which was a guru who is um is supposedly said to be the incarnation of both Rama and Krishna in one entity. But Rama and Krishna are both Vishnu. So he he was Vishnu. Like that it doesn't really it doesn't really make sense to me. But his name's Ramakrishna because it is said that he's both Rama and Krishna. But uh, which are both Vishnu. Um so yeah, I do it through name Karoli Baba, I do it through Ramvasa, I do it through Shiva, I do it through Krishna. I do it through Vishnu. I do it through um Buddha. I love Buddhas. I do it through I do it through a lot. I do it through a lot of people. Um and but it's all it's all the same guys because i um I'm, I'm not bowing down to that person, but I'm bowing down to to what I see through that person. So God. Um bhakti yoga is said to be one of the three primary paths to enlightenment and this was said by krishna in the bhagavad-gita so if you read the bhagavad-gita it kind of goes through the yogas so in the beginning it talks about um i don't know which order it goes in but i know that it i think it starts as karma yoga then it moves on to raja yoga then bhakti yoga, then gyana yoga. So in the bhakti yoga chapter, I think it's like per chapter, it's like per types of yoga. Um, it's not blatantly where it says that, like, okay, this is this chapter, this is that chapter, this is the bhakti chapter. Like, But you realize it when you read the whole Bhagavad Gita, um, that it goes through each, Krishna talks about each of these yogas and how to do them and how you can worship him and how you can bring God into your life, right? So In the Bhakti chapter, I guess you can say, this is why he says it's one of the three main primary paths to enlightenment. And it is because you are trying to connect with God, become one with God by having your all love and devotion to God. So On the spiritual path, you kind of move through phases. And I noticed that, this was even before I started reading the Bhagavad Gita. This was before I even started studying bhakti. Um, I feel like I started practicing bhakti before I even knew what bhakti was. And then when I learned about bhakti yoga, I was like, this is exactly what I'm doing. Like, This is the path that I'm on right now. Um, So the phases that I kind of went through was when I first got into the spiritual path. The spiritual path was, okay, I woke up. I learned about it and I got put on then I woke up and that was the beginning right so I woke up and this was the beginning of the journey so then this was kind of like my little learning phase I was learning about the little mainstream stuff the chakras the energy um the vibrations I was learning about ancient history about Atlantis I was learning about aliens I was learning about very very uh, interesting stuff to to the uh, surface level mind um so that was that phase and then it moved on to the chaos phase where i realized this fucking world is in chaos a lot of people are living in poverty for no reason the government's stealing from us they are trying to put us as their make us their slaves we already are their slaves and we don't even realize it nobody's really doing anything it was just kind of like i was very upset and i fell into like a depression but i was very upset actually um <laughs> i was very upset i was angry i was going to protest i was it's very active in the anger um category so then that was that phase Then I moved on to the knowledge phase. Oh, no, I moved on to the manifesting phase. So after that, I realized, oh, I create my reality, right? I was manifesting on a whim. Or like, not on a whim, but like, by the snap of my fingers. So I went through the law of attraction phase after that. And I was like, look, I could create the entire universe. And so I did that for a little bit. And then I moved on to the knowledge phase phase. Which was when I just wanted to. I decided to devote my life to gaining knowledge, to trying to learn everything. This was this this lasted very shortly. I was like, I'm gonna try to learn everything, and I was studying intensely about everything, and um, lasted a few months, and then I moved on to. I kind of took a. I don't want to say a plateau. Um... But I got preoccupied with other stuff, I guess, more with writing. This is when I, I delved deep into my writing. Um, and this was right before I moved out to California. I didn't start my bhakti path until maybe I moved to California. Um Or maybe in the beginning of 2020, I think I decided to start on the bhakti path because I decided to devote my entire life to spirituality. And by deciding to devote my life to spirituality, mm-hmm. I decided to devote myself to God. So I guess I guess that's when I started the Bhakti path, maybe the beginning of 2020. The, that little evolution thing I just gave you, that was over the years, starting from 2015 2015 to 2020. So over the course of five years, I went through many phases on the spiritual path. Um, and I feel like Bhakti yoga may be the second... Or third to last phase of my life because I don't feel like there's anything. I mean, maybe there is something that can go past devotion, um, but I think it could just get deeper and deeper until it turns into pure enlightenment. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't really know. But I feel like I'm in one of the the major last phases of uh, this spiritual journey. And then I'll probably stick with it for the rest of my life. But anyways, like I was saying. Um, so yeah, bhakti yoga, there's, it is devotion. It is devotion. Devoting yourself to God or a personal God or your guru. Um, it's choosing to see through love. Choosing to learn through love. Um, now, how can you practice bhakti yoga? How do I practice bhakti yoga? Well, you can do it by chanting, praying, doing rituals, doing japa, which is mantras, um, on beads, japa beads, or chanting the names of God, 108 names of God. So, a lot of malas, or a lot of chanting beads, um, are 108, including, not including the guru bead. The guru bead doesn't really count, which is, like, the Mandal bead with the tassel, um, and you're supposed to say, uh, so apparently, God has 108 names, or is it a hundred name or a thousand? But it's it's known to be 108, right? And that's why we chanted 108 times um, as one full round. Um, so, yeah, you can do that. Uh, kirtan, or kirtan is singing devotional songs, devotional songs to God. Um, I do a lot of Kirtan. So I do a lot of kirtan, I do a lot of chanting, um, I do a lot of japa, I do a lot of mantras. Uh, mantra, mantra is very personal. Um, do not share, I've learned this from uh, the yogi's cookbook in Be Here, Be Here Now. Um, don't really share your mantra with people who don't really care or aren't very or aren't in the spiritual community as you are or aren't into the spiritual life as you are, because any doubts that they have about anything that you're doing, um, and you tell them your mantra, it kind of enters through that, I don't know, something like that, it's like, it's like that little doubt that they have when you tell them about mantra, it's like it enters into your field or your energy, and it kind of, brings down the potency i don't know something like that but it mantra should be very personal you can share it with those who also practice mantra or um are very actually genuinely interested um or just to teach so you could pick one pick a mantra that that resonates with you um a lot of people go with om that's very universal mantra um and yeah you could do ceremony you could do ritual You could do puja pujas in the morning i've mentioned in episodes uh, where I've done puja every morning. Um, I'm getting trying to get back into my sadhana. Um, sadhana is daily practice. So, there's another way to practice bhakti yoga. Um, having a certain ritual that you do. Um, but yeah, mostly chanting, praying. Uh, japa, kirtan, ritual. These are all things that, um, that you can do to devote yourself to God. Another way is through karma yoga. So, bhakti yoga. Um, I've read this in the book Bhakti, The Path of Love, um, that bhakti is kind of like karma yoga, but with devotion. So being of service, it is, it is being, is it, it is devoting your life to God through service. So karma is being, is doing selfless serving, doing like service towards others. So it is you know, maybe volunteering at a soup kitchen. I haven't done any of this, guys. I'm not going to lie. I have not done any volunteer work. I haven't done volunteer work since I was younger and I was, like, with my mom. Um, soup kitchen, stuff like that doesn't really interest me, even though I feel like they're great. I'm not like, oh, I'm not going to waste my time with a soup kitchen. Like, if I have to, like, I will. Um, but I'd rather volunteer in other ways. Like, I don't know, because soup kitchens just don't... Um, seem appealing to me I guess you could say I don't want to say well, because of what they're homeless people because it's crazy people I'm like it's not even that but like standing there and serving food like that's kind of boring to me honestly like it's like okay it's volunteer work it's great you're helping people but like I'm gonna leave that to the people who actually want to do it you know I'm gonna volunteer doing things I actually want to do I'm a very hands-on person like working person if I'm gonna volunteer I want to put in like, hard manual labor. So, I'd volunteer at a garden. I would, vo- I would volunteer picking up trash, honestly. Like, I would pick up trash, then do a soup kitchen. And it's not because, like, again, like, I don't like soup kitchens or anything like that. It's just, like, that's boring to me. I don't want to stand there and serve food to to people. Like, that's, that's just, I don't want to do that. I'd rather volunteer in other ways. Um, but a lot of my volunteer work, a lot of my service work, is in my craft and what is that my podcast my podcast I see this as being of service I'm trying to help you elevate your consciousness I'm trying to help you create your reality I'm trying to make you live your best life or help you live your best life so I feel like this podcast is one way I'm being of service um my writing in a way um also my yeah well also my writing because my my book my ebook A Road to Enlightenment um, I feel it's a way of being of service. Um, I help people just on a daily basis. Like I try to be of service every day. I try to be useful to somebody every day. So that's also how I practice servitude. This is also how you can practice servitude. Um, and also everything I do, I do it for God. This is another thing. This is another main thing in bhakti yoga is devote everything to me. That is what is said, right? Everything that you is that you that you is doing um everything that you do do it for me do it for god right so when i do anything when i work i say i'm doing this for you god when i'm praying i'm doing this for you when i'm eating i am doing this for you when i'm walking down the street i'm doing this for you when i take care of haku when i kiss my boyfriend when i go to the beach when i play when I dance, when I sing, I'm doing it all for God. I devote every single one of my actions to God. Every step I take is an a kiss on the earth, a kiss to God, an act of devotion, right? So this is another way of being of service, being of service to God. How can you be service of God? By being in service to others. Others are God by helping anyone and anything you are being of service to God but you have to devote it to God you are doing it for God anyways whether you realize it or not you're doing well you're doing it to do it but if you do it devoting it to God that is a whole new thing and it brings you in more into love it, it it is bringing you more into the actions of love doing things for love doing things through love seeing it through the eyes of God doing it for the eyes of God. Seeing it as the eyes of God. So, this is uh, also how you can practice Bhakti Yoga. Um, What else did I want to say about Bhakti? Bhakti Bhakti Bhakti. Bhakti Bhakti Bhakti. Um, that's mainly it um, that I wanted to say um, again, is my main path, I fell in love with it so much, um, I don't know how, I think, okay, no, I found out what Bhakti Yoga was through this book called Yoga Beyond Belief, and this book is mainly about, uh, asanas, because it is written by Ganga White, who's a, a really big yogi, um, well, he's from here, he's from the west, um, but he traveled to the east, learned yoga, and then came back and brought yoga to the west, Um, And actually, my teacher is a student of Ganga, and I didn't realize this until I started working for her. Um, And she trained, she got her certification under Ganga. She met him, she did a retreat with him um, and his wife, and I really thought that was crazy that she is a student of Ganga, and I was reading his book which introduced me to bhakti yoga, which introduced me to the four main paths of yoga. I didn't even know there were different paths of yoga. I thought yoga was just the the way everybody sees yoga, you know, an exercise or whatever. I mean, I knew it wasn't just an exercise. I thought it was like, you know, a spiritual practice and used as an exercise. But I didn't really know that that was only one aspect of yoga. Yoga is way beyond asanas. Um, which is the physical postures, what you see people do in gyms and yoga studios and stuff. It is way beyond that. It is There are different types. There is very strict yogas and has nothing to do with asanas. Uh, there's some forms, there's some limbs or forms of yoga who don't even believe in doing asanas that reject the body, that ha- don't want anything to do with the body or take care of themselves because they know they are not the body, right? So, um, asanas is a way to is a, is a part of Tantra yoga. Tantra yoga is another thing. I can do an episode on Tantra yoga, um, and it, it, that's more in the senses, the more in the feeling, right? Getting to getting to know spirituality and practice spirituality through the body, right? So, um, yeah, that's literally all that, all that. All that I really wanted to talk about, um, when it came to, came to Bhakti, um, and yeah, let me look up, I'm gonna look up a Bhakti quote, A a Bhakti quote for you guys. This is a, I just typed in Bhakti quote, and this is the first thing that came up, all right? Bhakti is love, loving God, loving your own self, and loving all beings. The small heart should become bigger and bigger and eventually totally expansive. A spark can become a forest fire. And this is so true, guys. This is why it says the three main types of, um, three main paths, primary paths to enlightenment. Because once you feel that love and that union with God, that sparks something way bigger. Um, uh, way bigger. Yeah, I was going to say there's something else after that, but I got stuck reading the next quote. So, the next quote, it's a picture of Krishna playing his flute. And it says, the ultimate goal of Bhakti is to get Krishna, or God, and we get it by taking shelter of the holy name. This is something said by Sean Johnson. Who like is Sean Johnson? <laughs> Bhakti yoga is about channeling an emotional experience into a love affair with life itself. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to mention. Um... When I said that, you know, choosing a medium to develop a relationship, another way is to develop a type of relationship with God. So, these relationships can be a father-daughter relationship where you see God as a father. This is why they say, um, you know, Christians, they, they say, you know, they call God father or papa or like a lot of like truly Christian families, which I've met, they refer to him as as papa or like dad or it's something like that or father um it's kind of like a father figure and you're the the child figure so somebody who can watch over you right you can see it as see god as a sibling uh sibling kind of entity where you're equals um and you have mutual respect for each other uh but that's uh, that's the least popular one more popular is uh parent child the next one is a lover You can see it as, you know, um, you know, your partner, your life partner. You can see God through your life partner. This is a main thing that I do, um, with my love. Uh, I see God through him. I do my acts of love for God through him. To him, but through him because he is God. He is literally God. I am literally God. We are one in the same. And... By saying like, oh, I only see God through him, and I don't see him. That doesn't make any sense because then that's just saying that he is separate from God, and that it's what the heck was that? That was the dog. That was so weird. That was creepy, actually. Um, that's just kind of adding that separateness in in there. So it could be a lover. It could be a parent-child. It can be a friend. You see it as a friend. I also do see. I see God as a lover. I see God as a friend. I see God as a protector um it can also be I think that's those are the main ones lover parent child and friend um but whatever type of relationship that you want to form that can be a medium <clears throat> to um developing that relationship with God um with every breath I plant the seeds of devotion I am a farmer of the heart oh Rumi said that look this is a this is a quote by ramdas what the heck okay apparently there's a website called bhakti breakfast Club.com and it has all these quotes on it i'm just on google images but all these images look the same and then underneath it says bhakti breakfast club so these are quotes bhakti quotes this is one by ramdas it says when i'm searching for the ways to stay in love i hear maharaji saying feed people serve people love everybody tell the truth that was a, a main thing that uh, Maharaji always said. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. I wonder why. I was, th- I was talking about that to Justin. I was like, why was he so strict on telling the truth? Um, this is by Swami Sivananda. If there is anything at all in this world which can change the heart of a man in a very quick time, that is music and dance. Yep, this dog agrees with me as well. Okay. Well, anyways, I'm going to wrap up this episode um thank you so much guys for listening uh thank you so much for supporting me you can go on anchor and actually support this podcast for as little as 99 dollars a month come on guys a dollar a month that's only 12 dollars a year to support me like what the heck and i'm gonna be doing great stuff like why would you not want to support me um but anyways you are supporting me but listening to this podcast in general so thank you so much for listening i see you guys the podcast is getting bigger and bigger every day, every episode. Um, more and more people are listening. I love you all from all around the world, every country that you are, wherever, whatever is happening in your country, whatever is happening in your state, whatever is happening, just know that it is happening for a reason. It is happening for a reason. Um, just know we are rising in the collective consciousness. There isn't much to be worried about. Um, we can ease through this, guys. It seems like chaos. It seems like everything, but it's meant to happen. It wouldn't be happening if it wasn't meant to happen. So th- that's all I. That's <coughs> all I can. Re- <laughs> that's all I could really say. That's how true it was. Um. So please remember your uh, affirmation for this week. I choose to learn through love. How can you choose to learn through love this week? How can you see something through the eyes of God? How can you see something? Th- as the eyes of god how can you see something as god around you do it at least once a day see something as god try to do it once every hour try to do it as much as you want set it send an alarm on your phone for one every hour look to look at god see god in everything right now right as a reminder um i choose to learn through love i choose to learn through love again thank you so much guys for listening i love you so much um and yeah, follow me on Instagram, again, it's Natalia of Earth, my YouTube, I'm, I'll am i be doing evening prayer on Wednesdays, live streaming, I did it, uh, this last, past Wednesday, um, and yeah, so I'll probably be doing it every week, uh, around 5.30 on Wednesday, uh, where you can just pray and meditate with me, it was very chill last time, um, I didn't do any sound, tell me if you want to know, if you want sound, if you want, if you want to hear my music, if you want to hear me chanting, um, But I prefer for you guys to do that on your own. That's why I didn't do sound. Um, So, yeah, follow me on YouTube. It is World of Natalia. If you want all my links, just go to my Instagram. Um, I have all my links there for my link tree. So, you have my YouTube. You have my books in there. um, You have my website. My website is thewritingsofnatalia.wordpress.com. I know, guys, I'm trying to keep one name for everything. Um, So, that's why I have all my links on my Instagram. So, it's kind of easy to direct you. Or you can just go to thewritingsofnatalia.wordpress.com and Everything about me is on there. All my books are on there. My YouTube's on there. The podcast is on there. Everything's on there. So my photography is on there. So if you really want it, go on the writings of Natalia.wordpress.com. But if not, just go on my Instagram. My website is also on there. And also I got a store. You can buy some stuff. Um I'm gonna start making malas. I'm gonna start doing events. I'm gonna work on a new zine. We got good stuff coming, guys. I have great episodes for you um in the future. So again, thank you so much for for listening. Um I love you so much. And yeah, feel free to DM me anytime. My DMs are open to you. I will answer you. Don't think I won't because I will. Um and yeah, peace and love. I hope I wish you the best of everything this week. Try to manifest one thing this week and tell me about it. Tell me one thing you created, tell me one weird thing that happened to you, one synchronicity that you got. Um I'm very interested to see how your own spiritual path is going. Um So again, thank you so much. I love you. Uh, Peace.